So Ramadan's less than two weeks away and we're getting excited and everything. But a lot of women talk to me about the fact that they tend to gain weight in Ramadan. And they're asking me, why is it that I'm fasting most of the day, but I end up gaining weight? And that's actually could be for a couple of reasons. And so we'll talk about those in the podcast. But yeah, that and women sometimes just say, you know what, maybe Ramadan is my chance to just turn things around and eat healthier. I want to have a healthier approach. Maybe they're not trying to lose weight or not gain weight, but they're just trying to have a healthier Ramadan. Either way, this podcast is for you. If you're a woman that wants to embrace Ramadan in a healthy way, not gain weight, or maybe lose a little bit weight because you're making better choices, this podcast is for you. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I am your host, Mindful Muslima. I'm a licensed educator of 20 years, kind of like a big sister to the community and a mom of five. SubhanAllah, in this podcast, we talk about so many things that you care about. Matter of fact, I would say 95% of this podcast is based on requests of topics that are important to you. Things on love, relationships, parenting, life hacks, organization, homeschooling. If you are going through it, we are talking about it. And today is no different where we're talking about Ramadan and Ramadan coming up. And I have some really, really amazing bits of information that I think you're going to love and be able to use and truly benefit from in the month to come. So before we start, I always do a shout out. And today I want to do a shout out to um, actually a specific sister that has been helping me a lot. And she has been doing really great work in the community and she's been kind of keeping things together. And, you know, in and out, she's so busy, uh, but I want to let her know that her work is recognized and the way that she sticks through and she's constantly supporting women and bringing them together for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, regardless of difficult circumstances. I just wanted to say to Sister Sadat, if I haven't already told you, I am just so grateful for the work that you continuously do. And, you know, Sadat was a student of mine that we had in a, a class that I used to have um, in the city, but she does um, check the podcast from time to time. And she is always sharing the information that I have taught her and that she has gained through many of our gatherings with women together to just spiritually grow and support one another. And she's an, also an educator herself. So I'm so, so grateful for what she's doing for the community and just wanted to give some love and gratitude towards her. If you want to shout out my podcast, you know, maybe you're doing something amazing in the community, please share with me. And if you're sharing my content on your IG stories, um, tag me so I'll always know or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know and others know that this podcast is benefiting you. And then you know what, guys, When you, if you really, really appreciate what I do, if you do leave a review, it helps other women to know that this is a place they can come to get solid information for a lot of the issues that they're going through. And for me, that helps me because it makes my ability to help more women grow. So jazakallahu khairan. Okay, so today we're talking about the ultimate tips or guide that I have actually created. It's called the ultimate guide for weight loss, uh, for, for eating healthy and, and weight loss in Ramadan. And the reason why this is so important to me is because like I said, women come with all different issues in Ramadan. Either they're trying not to gain weight, they're trying to lose a bit of weight because they feel like this is their chance to kind of detox from everything in their life. Sometimes it's emotional detox, it's physical detox, whatever it is. But they look at this time of the year to really just get a pulse on what's going on with their body. But more than that, you know, our bodies are a gift. 
gift. Ramadan is not meant to have anything to do with weight loss. Actually, it's meant to have a lot to do with being grateful, gratitude, and understanding that our body is a gift. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us our health as a gift. And with the current issues that we see with COVID, we know that every day is a blessing and that we have to take our health seriously. And in this podcast, I'm really happy to say that even though I have this um, this book that's going to come out within the next uh, couple of days, and it's going to be a free gift from me to all the women who join actually this and three other books. So I'm coming out with four books in one shot, and they're all going to be gifts to the women that join our Ramadan Recharge Experience. And in that Ramadan Recharge Experience, we'll actually be goal setting and doing lives together. And I'm going to do weekly check-ins. Like if you are a woman that always wanted to achieve certain things in Ramadan, but always felt like they made the goals in Ramadan. And by the end of Ramadan, it was just like, wah, wah. They never made the those goals and they had to push them to, oh, inshallah, next year. Like, you feel that sense of defeat, then this program is for you. And if you're actually a woman who feels super isolated in the current situation and is not looking forward to Ramadan for the sheer fact that you're going to feel so alone and you think it's going to be depressing and isolating, it is not. It is not if you're going to be with all of us online because we've all decided myself and the hundreds of women that have already signed up on the waiting list that we're all going to get together online and we're going to do this together. So I have a free Facebook group that's going to go up. And then beyond that free Facebook group, we also are going to have an actual course. And I'm going to give away a lot of the information um, that I have in my eBooks to those women as just a pure gift and their journey in Ramadan. And today I'm stealing some snippets from there. Um, some of the information I have, but there'll be tons more in there if you do want to check it out. Okay, so if we are looking at Ramadan and some of the things that we could do to make sure that we're having a healthy approach to Ramadan, I have some of my secrets that I've always used. Now, my husband and I, we love to work out together. And I have some tips by the end also for people who work out. And there's always that like, what do I do in Ramadan? How do I do my workouts? How do I um, schedule them? Should I do them in the morning, in the evening? Which things should I do? Which things should I not do? And so these are all, I have so many tips for you in terms of workout. I'm going to leave that one probably for the end if you want to listen to that one. And this is also for people who actually seriously work out or don't work out at all, but they were thinking to work out in Ramadan. No worries, you're covered either way. But I'm also going to give two really important bits of information before that that I think will be helpful in general for health. And then because when you're focusing on your health and eating the right things, you naturally will lose weight. So this is what I also suggest for women, that if you really do want to think about losing some weight, but not make that your pure intention because, you know, Ramadan is about fasting and gaining taqwa and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the truth is, if you want to just do it as a side note because you're just addressing your health health directly and that in effect indirectly will make you lose weight. I mean, why not? Because the, we all want to get to a better state. Now, I find personally, you can let me know about you. When I'm in a better physical state, I'm in a better mental state. So in other words, like when I've been working out and the blood's been pumping and like I feel like I'm fit mentally, I feel well. I feel better than I do when I feel like, oh, I feel gross. I feel like I gained weight. I feel slow, sluggish, haven't been working out. So especially with the COVID situation, a lot of people have been saying that they have been snacking like crazy. Them and their children, they're just constantly going to the fridge. Is that a problem in your house? Let me know. DM me on Instagram and talk to me about that. I'm really curious because I'm finding that that is a problem for so many families. Even myself, I would say um, I've done it somewhat, but because I do it, I'm always super conscious of like, well, what am I eating then if I am going to eat more, more often because I am home? And because we're not having as much exercise, even though we do go and walk outside with my family at a certain time every day, 
Um, yeah, that is something that is definitely affecting everybody, I think. But yeah, let's talk about exactly what we can do in Ramadan. All right, so let's think about what are like out of my entire um, guide that I have. I thought I'd just pick a couple of the most important things that have really benefited me. Although there are tons more in there if you want to check it out until it isn't time. So the first one I want to mention is Sahur. So we know that the Prophet peace be upon him said for us to take Sahur because there is um, blessing in it, and there is, there really, really is from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and and so much of His blessing is not completely revealed to us, but we know that there is, and then there's that that blessing in the Akhirah, but there's also that blessing in the dunya and, and the help every day from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the fasting itself actually within the suhoor. So what I want to talk about today is one, how I never skip it. We actually make it an entire um, family event that we all wake up for and do. But the other thing I wanted to mention is it's not just important that you take suhoor. It's important of what you eat in suhoor. And if you eat the wrong things, it actually can become almost a harm to you because it's going to make you get thirsty and tired and dehydrated. And so there's a couple of things that women and men might decide to eat in the morning that would not be good. So um, I'm not going to go deep into that. Like I said, you can read the book, but one thing I would mention is the salt intake. And so if you're eating foods that are high in salt, so some people like, for example, they like to eat things with a lot of beans in it that have salt, like full and stuff like that, like full and hubs and like, like a bread and a bean thing and dipping and stuff like that. And what I would say is that's actually something you want to avoid in Sahur because it actually will dehydrate you. Matter of fact, anything that is going to have high salt, like cheeses that are very high in salt or anything that's high in salt, while you are fasting during the day, it is going to only hurt you. And so anything that you're going to have, please do check the salt content, even if you do decide in Sahur. Now, if you are listening to my pregnancy and breastfeeding, um, pregnancy and breastfeeding um, episode in that podcast, you're going to hear that this, uh, in, in Sahur, I basically do a lot of smoothies. The smoothies are really, really important to me because I pack them full of superfoods. So if you do get the guide, you have about two or three recipes for smoothies as well. And you'll also have exactly what I eat for Sahur every day, which is, um, almost always a Turkish breakfast. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, but with the smoothies, what I want to say is you have such a great opportunity to get so many nutrients. Now, the beauty of doing the smoothies, and if you're not a smoothie person, bear with me a second. And if you feel like you don't have time, bear with me. I'll help you with that too. Um, if you are a person who feels like they want to eat healthy, but they can't force themselves to eat certain foods because you're like, ew, gross. Smoothies are great. Because you could take simple things like I have a blackberry smoothie um, where I just take frozen berries. And I and because they're darker, like you could, they turn almost purple, like a purple smoothie, you can hide so many things in there. I hide spinach in there. I had kale in there, ginger. I hide so many things. Because if you put the right proportion of them, you actually can hardly taste them at all. Matter of fact, it's how I, I kind of like get my kids to eat things that they have no idea. So especially in the summer, and you'll see when I come out in the summertime, I'll share with you guys my frozen ice pops and things that I do for my kids. And kids love ice pops, right? But what are ice pops? They're just like sugar bombs of just like so much um, unhealthy things and artificial flavors and just not good things. So what I do instead is I help have the kids 
um, eat smoothies I'm, that are actually in the form of frozen bars. And I make them in my house in all different kinds of fun shapes and colors. And by the end, my kids are devouring them, but they're eating things like spirulina, wheatgrass, barley, barley juice powder, um, flaxseed. And you're like, what kid is going to eat that on purpose? Well, guess what? It's in my berry, my little berry bars and other things that I'm doing. I have ginger and I have coconut oil and I have all those types of things that are really, really good, healthy fats. And I put them in there and my kids just devour them. So it's the same concept concept for myself, whether you're a person who enjoys eating healthy food or not, you can always mask it with something else. And that's a good way to get stuff down. Now, the other benefit of not just getting the health in there, but for not being hungry throughout the day is your body will naturally crave more food when it feels like it hasn't gotten its nutrients for the day. So if you're going to think, oh, I'm going to lose weight by having like a teeny amount of food in Sahor and it doesn't have that many real nutrients, it's kind of empty calories, it's going to make you be hungry throughout the day. What's going to happen is you're going to be hungry all day and then when you go to break fast, you're going to devour stuff overeat, gain weight anyway. So you're torturing yourself in Sahor by not eating enough or not eating the right amounts of nutrients. And then all day you're going to fast. And then when you get to iftar, you're going to just go crazy with all the cravings your body's going to have because you didn't have the proper Sahor. And then you're going to gain weight anyway or feel unhealthy because of the the way that you're going to be eating too much at night as opposed to the morning and balancing it out. So if you can do the smoothies, it's a really, really good idea. Um, And if you're not into the smoothie thing, that's fine. The other breakfast I always have, and you're going to probably see it in maybe some of my YouTube videos. I think I have a little bit in one of my YouTube videos from last year. By the way, yeah, I do have YouTube videos out. So maybe I'll I'll link a couple of them for Ramadan that I have below. Um, But you will see that the beauty of the Turkish breakfast, and I'm going to tell you this is good for if you're single, if you're moms, if you know, like you have a lot of time on your hands, you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Turkish breakfast is a way to go for me because my husband and I, we took a trip to Turkey and it's not about, you know, one culture or the other. But when we took that trip, we came upon the Turkish breakfast. And it is basically, if you've never seen it, it's just like, 20 plates of small things of all varieties. And you're given like all types of fruits and jams and cheeses and spreads and um, could be olive spreads or or like little, you know, cut up fresh vegetable or fresh fruits. And and then you have some beautiful fresh bread and and then you have your nice tea and you eat it together. It's just actually so healthy. And you feel like you're just getting spoiled when you go to somebody's house. And then you're like, well, that sounds nice, but who wants to wake up and make that in the morning? Aha, I got you. So the reason I like it is because so many of the elements of the Turkish breakfast are actually able to be made pre-made in bulk. So what I do is I essentially only make breakfast like officially once or twice a week the whole rest of the time I just take from it. So I make like a big jar of let's say um, preserve or like a cheese or something like that. Or I just, you could just buy a big thing of the cheese. Like I said, be careful with the salt content um, or, or whatever it is or olives or that. You could buy things in bulk and then every day you just take a bit from it and you put them in separate small plates. And when you do that, it gives this illusion that you have worked so hard to make all this stuff when actually the only thing you probably did was assemble it on plates. And maybe you made, like if you want to do eggs, 
eggs to have fresh eggs because they do sometimes have eggs. Or you could boil eggs and then you know boil them the day before and just wake up in the morning and take the eggs and have the eggs with salt and pepper and cumin or whatever. But the point is, um, now me, I, I like to make fresh bread because I think it it makes it, but I don't make fresh bread in the morning because who wants to do that at 4 a.m., right? So I have this trick where I actually, um, and I talked about it when I passed on Ramadan, so I talked about Ramadan prep, maybe like one or two podcasts before this one, no, maybe three. You're going to see there's like an ultimate Ramadan food prep. Check that one out. That one you're going to find is um, I'm explaining to you how to do breads and how to freeze them so that you just have to actually put them out the night before, pop them in the oven, and just let them cook. So if you do want to have fresh bread but you don't want to cook it in the morning and you want to add to this beautiful experience, you can definitely do that. But um, I want to say that you don't have to actually get up in the morning and make fresh bread. Like nobody's going to do that, right? So that is one thing to mention. Um, The other thing is if you don't want to do the whole bread thing, you can go and get, um, you know, bread and you can keep it in your house. Or I do sometimes fresh bread in my house and the rest of it, I freeze it in bulk so that, um, you know, if I have, for example, like Italian bread, a nice crusty loaf and it's soft and fluffy in the middle, you could easily just take that pre-cooked bread or made bread and just freeze it. And then you pop it into the oven a couple of minutes before you're going to eat. And it's just as fresh as it was before. So it's totally fine. So yeah, smoothies are huge because you could pack stuff in there, whether you're a person who wants to be healthy or not, or you want to stave off cravings. Now the honest truth to me, not being hungry all day is the smoothies. They have so much, they have so many nutrients that they make your body not crave food as much. When I drink the proper smoothies, like the recipes I have in the book, I actually don't get hungry for the first time, usually until like two o'clock, three o'clock. And then by the end, I only have a couple hours to go. I keep myself busy. I'm reading Quran. I'm cooking. I'm dealing with the kids, and my fast is over. And I really attribute a lot of that, obviously, first to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and His mercy. But the other thing is the smart choices I make in Suhoor. And I also do have a smoothies. What I do is I make smoothies. I give everybody some in the house, and then I also accompany it with um, the light Turkish breakfast, and we all feel super satisfied. So that's really, really something you should consider having Suhoor, but not just having it, having the proper Suhoor. Okay, so we talked about the having suhoor, not eating foods that are um, heavy in salt, having things like smoothies or the Turkish breakfast. And now I want to talk about fiber. Fiber, again, is something that I'm putting in my smoothies, and it gives you the feeling of fullness. It gives you those nutrients, um, and it's actually really good for your body, obviously. You're not going to like overkill it on the fiber, but it is something in terms of health if you're trying to get healthier, and then you're also trying to make sure that your digestive system is regular because sometimes people actually get digestive problems in Ramadan and, um, you know, because of the fried foods and stuff. And I have stuff on like how I deal with the fried foods in my um, ebook as well, like I said. But for today, I want to just share with you some of the foods that are high in fiber that I tend to gravitate towards. Now, some of them I have at different parts of the day. I avoid other parts of the day. So that is important too, that when you do eat these foods, you eat them at the better time of the day. So for example, here are some just fiber-rich foods that we make sure that we incorporate in Ramadan. So for example, there are beans or legumes that are really good to eat. But like I said before, I do not eat those in Sahur. So navy beans, they have 19 grams of fiber. Those are like one of the highest um, kidney beans, 15 grams, lentils have 7.8 and black beans have 7.5. Now, generally what you're going to be doing is looking for items with five grams of fiber or more. So those are the top ones in terms of beans or legumes that are really great. But again, I don't 
eat them at Sohor. With the vegetables, there's some things that you might not want to eat. Like no one's going like, to necessarily crave these flat out, but you can incorporate them into the meal. You could have some side dishes. If you're going to have some pizza, you could put some of these things on there. The point is you're going to make sure that somehow you get these in there because they are high in fiber. Like artichokes. Artichokes have 10.3 grams of fiber. Soybeans, have 10.3. Now, again, you might want to like eat something with like a soy substitute instead of a meat, and that's the way you can get it in there. Brussels sprouts, broccoli, these things you could put um, in dishes, or you could, like I said, sprinkle them on pizzas or cut them up. Or, you know, um, I like to do a lot of barbecuing in the in the, in the the Ramadan time, especially if the weather's good. So we're going to be barbecuing. So we might do some like um, vegetables outside, and we might think of just putting them in marinades and barbecuing them as well. So, you know, there's so many different things you could do. Um, and then in terms of grains, if you could do anything with whole wheat or some shredded wheat of any kind, um, these types of things are really, really good for you. And then in terms of fruits, you got raspberries, raisins, pears, avocado, because avocado is a fruit. You know, these are really, and prunes, prunes is good too, but you know, these are things that you really want to make sure you're incorporating your diet. So there's tons more I could say about fiber, but what I do want to say is that it is really, really good to incorporate and have just healthy um, function in general and it's something that I really would say that is a big part of the way that we approach Ramadan. And think about swapping things out. So you might normally have certain, let's say, are you normally going to put chickpeas in a meal? Well, instead, let's swap it out and put navy beans in there and just try it out. You know, you never know. So think about that as well. All right. So the last thing I want to touch on in the podcast is working out. It is really such a topic for people in Ramadan. So my husband and I for years, we used to work out and we used to be like getting in really good shape. And then it was like, uh oh, Ramadan's coming. And so, how can we still maintain all the gains that we had throughout Ramadan and all this stuff? So, I want to just, um, and then like, what are the best workouts to do? How can we make sure we get workouts in and we're going to feel weak? And what do we do? So, I have. I don't know, hey, what I have looking at here, like 10 or 11 points on working out alone that I could share with you. So maybe I'll just pick two or three of them. But um, after working out and speaking to Muslims and non-Muslim experts in fitness and trying kind of like multiple methods out myself, I'm just going to tell you that I have these 10 or 11 things that I ended up putting in the book, although I could have probably gone on for many more. But I do want to say that keep in mind that exercising in Ramadan is more about maintenance and it's less about gains. It is tough to build muscle while you're fasting because you do not have that steady um, amount of food that is coming into your body. So understand that Ramadan is going to be a lot of maintaining and not muscle building. So so don't think that this is the time where you're going to get bulk you know, in, in Ramadan, it's just not going to happen. And this is something we tried, like I said, so long to figure out. And we realized that our goal in Ramadan is just to kind of like keep healthy, healthy movement, but then also to understand to just try to maintain as much what we had going on before Ramadan. And then yes, you can also, you know, put in your mind, like I said, you want to be healthier and you want to lose a bit of weight. But my point is, it's not going to be the way that your body like optimally functions outside of Ramadan, no matter what you do. And just kind of put that in the back of your head. Now, some suggestions in terms of ways to get exercise in. Now with COVID, it might be a little bit different. So you're gonna have to think of how can you do it in terms of social distancing. But for for me and myself and my family, what we've decided is when the weather gets nice, at like at the end of the day, when it's not super hot and it's not super cool, um, 
usually right now it's about five o'clock. We go out for the day and we take stroll, we take a walk. What we do is we take the kids to the park and we let them bring their bike. And while they're riding their bike around, we'll just like do a quick jog. Now, because Ramadan, it's not as late as it usually is in the summer to break your fast. Um, you can do this about an hour or two before you're going to break your fast so that it's not that long before you're going to drink water and it's not super crazy and heavy on your body and you can still get out and get movement. I really do suggest that even though we're stuck in our houses, that you do get out with healthy social distancing rules and check or whatever. It's no problem. But you do get out and you get some fresh air and some sun. It really works for your mental state and for your body and stretching as well. You need movement. It's simply not healthy to just be sitting on a couch all day or just, you know, vegging out. It's just not going to be good for your sense of motivation. If you like never get out, don't wonder why you're not motivated. Your body needs movement. Movement with your physical body is going to create movement with yourself mentally and spiritually as well. Don't underestimate that. Now, one thing that is really an easier form of exercise when you're fasting, I've learned, is swimming. It's actually really good because you don't get hot and sweaty because you're swimming, right? And then it's also like a bit easier on the body. Um, and and it's actually a really great form of exercise. But because of COVID, obviously, we're probably not going to go swimming unless you have a pool in your backyard, which is good for you. But for the most part, I did want to throw that one out there. So when it's not the time of COVID, you could think about adding that um, for yourself. Um, the last thing I'll probably say is if you are a serious competitor, and like I said, I have other bits of information, but if you are a serious competitor, um, do high intensity weightlifting just before iftar. That's the time you want to do it. And it's kind of like the best time um, to deplete your um, glycogen and blood sugar stores because, and you're just going to basically keep exercises short and sweet. And so, you know, you're going to have to try to figure out for you what works for you best. It might be morning exercise. It might be evening exercise. My suggestion to you is try out either one, but try not to do the middle of the day because if you do have a feeling of complete exhaustion or you're really thirsty, it's going to be really hard to address it. So I would say if you can do it super early in the morning and it doesn't bother you and you feel like you could do it and then maybe eat sahur, you could try to do it before sahur if you want. It's up to you. Everybody's different. Or you want to do it right before iftar, that's up to you. I personally don't like doing it right before iftar because I like to get my and like da'a, reading Quran, like right before I like to just go really, really deep into da'a for myself, my family, and kind of the rest of the Muslim ummah. But that's just me. For you, you might want to do that. You might have the time. Okay. So I hope a lot of these tips on um, just health and weight loss have been really, really helpful for you. And like I said, there's a ton more in there, but today I wanted to really just share with you some of the things that were really helping me and all my Ramadans and my family. And I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you and your family and gives you a beautiful, healthy Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and the health of yourself and your family throughout this entire situation. Stay safe stay home, but definitely stay spiritually pumped and motivated and keeping your mind on what you're going to do to be healthy this Ramadan. And show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you appreciate the gift he's given you of life and your body. So Jazakallah khair. Thank you guys. Talk to you next time. Assalamu alaikum.